Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. I hope, however you're listening to me today, you are well and you're having a great week. I am going to talk about something today that is really a podcast for some of my clients, (laughs) but I thought, you know what, let's put it in the public domain and let's just have this conversation because I think it'll help others as well. And when I say that it's for my clients, it's because this is something that um, when you work with people for a long time, time like I do I often have clients who are with me for years and years and years or some that are with me for a long time and then leave and then come back or you know check in with me at various points and we work together at various intervals this question comes up at some point normally everybody for everyone right and it's something that everyone goes through and I think it's a really important conversation so I'm going to record this today and share it with you and hopefully you listening to this whether you're a client or whether you aren't yet a client find it useful and today we're talking about does your business model need a refresh do you need a refresh do you need a shake up is there something that needs to change and today we're going to talk about that and just explore options and thoughts because I think this is well I say I think I know that this is really important I'm going to dive straight in not going to hang around if this is the first episode you're listening to of this podcast um I am very much about being practical and keeping it as short as possible and getting to the point and not kind of dragging things out longer than it needs to be so with that in mind I've got some questions for you when you're in this state of thinking about does the business model need a refresh I want you to think are you bored are you bored with your business? Because for a lot of people, the business is going really well at this point. They're having a really great time. They're ticked off loads of their goals. Like in some ways they think like, oh God, I don't know what else, like what else is there to do? You know, what more do I want? I want you to think, are you bored? Because if you're bored, then this can often come up as like a thing and you're like, oh, I think the business model needs to refresh. And sometimes that's actually not what it needs. Um, I also want you to think about, are you not doing anything? So This can be whether, you know, it's going really well or not going well. Are you not doing anything? Are you just kind of sat there? Are you stagnating? Are you just sort of like mm, doing the same thing and then just a bit, again, bored by it? The other question is, are you self-sabotaging? And I would say 50% of the time, this is what people are doing. People will come to me and say, I think the business model needs a refresh. I think it needs change. And they're actually self-sabotaging their own success because either they can't sit with the success that we've built them, (laughs) like they've built them themselves and we've built together. They find that very strange. They have some guilt associated with it. They may be struggling with that. They may not understand how to fill their time with other things. There's a lot of self-sabotaging behavior that can go on that actually, you know, changing up the business model won't help, won't support, you know, isn't a reason to do so. And so that can be kind of difficult to hear. 
Um, those three questions are really important. I've kind of rattled them off as if they're not that important. They are. You need to sit and think about that because your answer to that question, to does your business model need a refresh, might be literally in one of those three questions. And you can kind of close the book off and then be like, right, that's it. It's done. However, if you're still thinking, no, I think the business model does need a refresh. I want you to get clear on why do you want to change things? What specifically is it that you want to change? Why is that? We need to get to the crux of that and we need to fully understand that before you make any kind of further decisions, in my opinion. The next question. What do you not have yet that you want? Really important question. What is it, whether it's going really well or it's not going well at all, what is it that you don't have yet? Because you've got to figure that out. You've got to work out like, well, yeah, is it the money? Is it the time? Is it the seamlessness? Is it the validation that you were hoping for? Is it the recognition? Like, what is it that you don't have yet that you want? Those two questions are key questions for me that I want to know when someone says to me, I think the business model needs a refresh. Because those are really, really important questions. Now, before we move on to how to refresh it and things you can actually do, I'm going to talk to you about how to identify if it does. So I'm going to talk to you about signs and sort of pointers and things that will allude to potentially the fact that your business model might need a refresh. It might need a little revamp. It might need a little zhuzh. And I've got about, I think it's 10 really key core valid options as to why the business model might need a refresh. And we can work out whether you identify with any of those. I'm then going to go on to talk about how to refresh it. I'm also going to talk about what to change and then what not to change because there's definitely certain things where if you want to refresh your business model, certain things that make sense too and certain things that just drastically really don't. And we're also going to talk at the end about adding new offers into the mix because for a lot of people, when they talk about refreshing their business model, they mean, you know, adding a new service or adding a different way of supporting people. So... Signs that your business model does need a refresh. Decline in performance. This can be something that people really resonate with. Can be business was going really well and then all of a sudden it isn't and performance is declining. You're not making the same money or maybe your team's not delivering like they were or there's something where you feel like there's a decline in your output, in your performance, in what you do as a business. And there can be many, many reasons why that would happen. So decline in performance is kind of like the symptom rather than the problem. Now, I'm not going to go today into every single problem or every single possibility to these things because that's not what we're here for. I just want to make it clear to you, of here's some signs that it might. And I'm more than happy if you work with me and you are a client, we can have these deeper discussions together about the actual problems. Or if you're not a client, you can come and do sort of a strategy intensive with me um, you can work one-on-one -on -one with me. Like, There's lots of different options for you to do this work um, and I can support you with this because it is more complex than just decline in performance because decline in performance is the symptom. It isn't actually the problem. Next up, your market that you operate in has shifted. And over the last few years, I think what's interesting is a lot of what I'm about to read out, if we'd recorded this episode about four years ago, 
it would have felt a bit redundant, I think, because it would have just felt like, well, these are unlikely to happen. We have been through as a planet, as a world, so much over the last few years that a lot of these are really valid and real and likely true, okay? And so this is what's made kind of business development strategy and longer term plan quite difficult for people. And it's really for the first time in a long time made people have to really think about what it is that they're achieving and what they want. And so market, you know, the marketplace that you exist in may have shifted. And therefore you're thinking, right, I think the business model needs to change in order to fit with where we're, you know, where it's going, what the, what the trend is. The other sign that your business model needs a refresh is new technology. So, and we've had a lot of this, right? A lot of technology is is coming out over this, you know, past 12 months and beyond. You know, what technology is there? Is there a piece of technology? You maybe got access to a software that you didn't before that's actually made you think, well, we could create the service and this could then be another outshoot of the business and could, you know, create a different component to the business. It could be an additional revenue stream that's maybe less reliant on team members. New technology is a sign that, you know, your business can do with a tweak and a refresh because it can be really positive for it. The other sign that the business needs a refresh is that you've had feedback from customers that just isn't really sitting right with you or actually someone suggested something and you're like, do you know what? I think I really want to go with that. I think that's a really interesting thing to explore. I think that's, you know, so I might have made a suggestion about something that could be improved or changed and you're like, do you know what? Actually, yeah, that's a genius idea. Why haven't I thought of that? And so that can be a valid reason and a sign to give your business model a refresh. Another one can be increased competition. So some industries have had this where you've now got more competitors than ever. And it might feel like actually the bog standard way that you do things that you've been operating in isn't working for you. Like it's a bit boring or you're like, oh, I don't know, like it just feels like it's not very innovative or it's just quite flat. And so you might think, actually, we need to refresh the business model because we need to do something that the competitors are not doing, or we need to do something better. Or how can we optimize on a specific area of things that we do that would allow us to be the lead and provider of X, Y, and Z thing? And I think for B2B services and for people in professional services, this is a really big one because it's not like the competition's never been there, it is, but more than ever, there's an ability for people to go and use different competitors, right? Way back when you had a phone book and you had to ring up and you had to, you know, if you wanted to get three quotes from people, you'd have to have conversations with people and you'd gather information and that might take you like a week to do. Now, people can, consumers can look at 10 people's, 10 competitors, different offerings, see how much it's going to cost, understand what they get, understand how quickly they can be onboarded or have their service delivered without picking up the phone, without, you know, getting a phone book, they can be laying in bed on a Sunday morning scrolling. That has changed the way that business is done and the way consumers are making sales and purchasing decisions, which therefore means that it's not about the increased competition as in like there's more people doing it. It's about how people buy 
and what is making them buy over your competitor. And so tweaking your business model and refreshing your business model can really support that and can really allow it for sort of an edge, ultimately. Now, there's another point, another sign that your business model needs to refresh that is important and can be hard for people. So you might have had a change in your industry. There might have been a shift and actually what you're doing is somewhat irrelevant or is not staying up to date with where your industry's at. It might be that you've had a change in regulation and so you can't actually do legally what you were doing. This was a big issue during sort of like Brexit time, through um, the pandemic, like this change in regulation it means, wow, your business can't operate. And you're like, oh shit, this is not good. And I'm not saying that your whole business can't operate, but sometimes it can be that there's a change in your industry, which means that a certain service isn't going to work. If that is your case, it's highly likely that your business model definitely needs a refresh and you've got no other choice to. Some of them, it can be a choice driven exercise of like, do you want to or not? For some of others, it's like, no, we've got to refresh this and change it because if not, the business isn't going to survive. And so changes in your industry and regulation is a is a really key one. And it's really affected a lot of people. I hope this is what I hope you resonate with what I'm saying earlier when I said about how a few years ago this might not have felt so kind of relevant, but now more than ever, it's um it's really prevalent. So another one is inefficiencies. Inefficiencies in your business and in your operations tends to be what we're talking about when we talk about inefficiencies, although it doesn't have to be can mean that your business model needs a a refresh because it might be that actually you're really sick of how of a level of efficiency that you're not able to maintain or uphold and therefore you want to change the business model because you're like I can't find a solution to that to solving that or making it more efficient therefore what can we change in the business that's going to either alleviate the problem remove the problem and change how we do things and this might seem a bit drastic or a silly reason to refresh your business model But let me tell you that I have clients who have had to do this, who, or haven't had to, but they've chosen to, and it has changed so much for them. And it's allowed them to just be like, well, it wasn't serving us. And it was causing us, it was draining us of money. It was draining us of cash. It wasn't working. And therefore we've shifted and it's the best thing they've done. So inefficiencies in operations, don't overlook that. Don't overlook the impact, what that's doing to your bottom line. Because for some businesses, that means that a refresh will really transform things and really help them. Two more signs that your business model may need a refresh. Profit problems. Profitability. This is a common one. It is a one that since the cost of living crisis, since the whole issue with inflation and the world economy, like profit problems are prevalent it's relevant right it's key if you have a product-based business you're probably sat there thinking yeah if you run some kind of food or catering situation a bakery maybe this is an issue because prices are going up raw materials are going up profit margins are dropping at exponential rates that maybe they've never done before although I would say that's probably a bit of an exaggeration because during the war, et cetera, then, um, you know, sort of world wars and things that, that that will have happened, you know, before my time, at least anyway. Um, but, you know, in terms of 
what in your lifetime, in your business work and lifetime, this might be the first time that it's dropped like it has. For some of you, you might be like, actually, no, I've been through this recession and that recession and it's not actually as bad. But it's all relevant to the person, okay, to the leader, to the business owner. Your profitability has to be there in order for your business to work. If your business isn't profitable, what is the point? And I'm not saying you can't have a value-driven business, but I'm just saying, like, what are you working for? And sadly, we live in a world where we need money to survive, etc. If you, you know, your business might be about impact, but there's also a level of, like, you have to survive and be able to live. And so you really need to understand what your profitability is, where you're at with that, what, you know, what's the situation with it. And if it isn't working out on paper, if you're sat there thinking, even if I sell a hundred of those a week or a thousand of those a month or whatever, and this isn't still going to work out, we're only just going to break even, I'm only going to make 500 quid or we're only going to make, you know, 10 grand in profit, but you're spending a hundred thousand pounds a month in fees and expenses, then maybe it's time to give your business model a refresh. Maybe that needs to be a priority and it has to happen in order for the rest of the work you do to be sort of compensated for. And this is something that I help people with. So some people who work with me have businesses and business models and work in industries where their profit margin is quite low. Their profit margin might be 20%, 30%, 10%. And we have to try and find ways to increase that. And one of the ways and strategies and approaches I can help people take is through refreshing business models and adding things in and adding revenue streams to allow them to have, you know, paired with their lower profit um, profit margins, a higher profit margin revenue stream that can really complement what they do. And that is so helpful when you're building a business and scaling it because you need extra cash flow in your business often, especially if you have a low profit margin. So profit problems is is valid and there's a reason to have a, a refresh with your business model. The final sign I've got um, listed here that I wanted to share with you is around technology disruption. So we talked about new technology before. But I also want to talk about technology disruption and advancement. And what I mean by that is how does it change how you've done what you did before? And does that make an impact longer term? So technology advancement disruption is kind of a bit like innovation in the sense of how adaptable is the business? And does it need to be more adaptable? Does it need to be more disruptive? Do you want to add more innovation into it? And often the answer to that is yes, you want to be more diverse. Yes, you want to be more innovative. Yes, you want to be more adaptable. And often that means that the business model needs a refresh. It just needs tweaking. It's not a massive shift. It just might be, it needs a tweak. For some people, it is a massive shift and it's like a massive, huge pivot, I would call it more so than just a refresh. Those are my sort of 10, I think it's 10, signs that your business model does need a refresh. I'm now gonna talk about how to refresh it and some kind of key overarching tips and thoughts around that to help you. So if you're now at the point listening to this 
that you think, yeah, do you know what? Actually, I think I need to refresh this. I think I need to change it, tweak it, make it happen. Here's my thoughts for you. First up, make small tweaks. First off, just make really small changes and tweaks and see if that helps. See if that can shift something. See if that proves or disproves your thesis, your hypotheses of the above that I've talked about of the signs. Does that help it? Because you need to be really clear on why you're changing it and refreshing it. And obviously one of the signs could be, and I didn't include it, but I probably should have done, was, you know, one sign could be that you're just sick of it and you're bored and you can't be bothered and you want to change. That's that's a valid reason. <laughs> that's a totally valid um, sort of reason as to why you want to change it. But thinking about the more strategic items that we listed, what small tweaks can you make and do they actually help you? Because often I can help people to identify small items that actually make a big difference and they realize that the business model doesn't need refreshing, it's just how you do it needs changing. And how you work operationally needs to be changed. Which comes back to the idea of, once you identify the sign, I then like to understand what the problem is and why, and ask a series of questions of why, 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 to help understand the best route in terms of how to refresh it. The other thing I want you to think about is being thoughtful. This needs to be a really thought out decision because what you don't want to do is start refreshing your business model and making loads of changes to the point where it's unrecognizable, but it's also got no strategy behind it. So it's just this kind of period of three months, six months, 12 months where people are left thinking, what do they do anymore? Or what are they, what's their message? Like, what do they stand for? Sorry if you can hear my stomach rumbling. <laughs> it's just before lunchtime. Um, you know, that sometimes happens where you think of it yourself. Can you think of a business in your head? Often people have them that come to mind straight away where you think they used to be such a leader in this and then they've moved and now we don't really know what they do or we don't really get it. You need to be really thoughtful when you're making changes. The other thing is don't stress or panic. So don't listen to this episode and then be like, right, we are ripping everything apart. I'm changing this. I'm doing this. I'm moving this and start kind of, you know, deconstructing your website and things. Don't do that. That is not what's necessary. What is necessary is for you to get really clear on what longer term is going to benefit the business. What's going to help the business. This isn't a short term situation. It's a more longer term thing, in my opinion. So the, the follow-up to that is, I want you to really make sensible decisions. And when I say sensible, I just mean, like, don't just decide something one day, don't sleep on it, and then just kind of run with it. You need time to sleep on this stuff. You need time to really methodically think about it. For some of you, you're going to have to speak to team. For some of you, you're going to have to speak to stakeholders, directors, like, have a real serious think about what would be a sensible decision to make. And I'm not saying you can't make a rash decision because it feels like if your gut's telling you something, listen to your gut. I'm just saying for most, like 80% of the time, it makes sense to kind of make a sensible decision and a strategic calculated decision on, is this the right thing for the business? The other thing I would say to you that you need to do is you need to consider the next three years plus ideally more but I think for a lot of people they can't see beyond that and that's fine like three years is enough 
consider the next three years of your business rather than making a decision based on right now, here are the circumstances you have and sort of banking on everything being like that because that is so rare and is so not how the world we live in today works. Now, obviously, you could sit here and say me, but we have no clue what's in store for the next three years. And I would say, yes, I agree, we don't. However, there is a lot of emotion that gets held when we make these decisions about tweaking business models and refreshing them that is very linked to the current set of circumstances that they're experiencing in that moment. And that is where it becomes tricky because people don't look objectively at it. They're just feeling into it, which again, I'm not against people feeling into things. I'm just saying that sometimes that will happen. And then people then come back around three months later, four months later, 12 months later and say, oh, this was such a bad idea. I'm now doing this. Or I didn't think of this. Or why didn't I, you know, for clients sometimes is why didn't I listen to you and think more about what you said there? And that's okay, because you can deal with it and sort it. But I'm just suggesting to you that maybe you consider, you know, consider longer term than just like here now, next week, and then even next month. But some people, when they're in this state of like refreshing their business model, they don't even think about next month. They're literally thinking about today, tomorrow, next week. And that's as far as they're thinking, which is why whatever they choose to do then tends not to be the best thing or you know kind of doesn't really work out and they go around and around in circles because they're just constantly making decisions based upon where they're at and what their current parameters are as in even to the point of don't do this when you're hungry if you're listening to this now and you're starving go and eat something you can't make good decisions when you're hungry in my opinion like it's that basic stuff but it's really important for you to acknowledge next up i'm going to talk about what to change and what not to do and if you're sat thinking actually may I really need to refresh the business model and you need a like how to in the sense of I need a solid strategy that's going to walk me through this piece by piece that's when you would come and work with me and you will do a strategy intensive which are either two thousand pounds or two and a half thousand pounds depending on which you go for and, and what we need but that's where you will come and sit with me on a call and we will go through this and actually create a plan and a solid next step springboard for you to move from. So it's kind of hard. I can't really tell you how to how to do it in the sense of it depends on what you're going to, you know, what tweak you're going to make and what refreshment you're going to make. However, what I'm about to talk about in the next part will help if you're with some key kind of what to change and what not to change. So if you're now at the point where you're like, right, yes, we need to refresh it. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write a list of the possibilities that you can explore as solutions to the refresh. Like going from the biggest refresh ever to the smallest refresh. Like what are the options? What are you considering? What does that look like? What could it be? Because you need to get those all down on paper so that you can start to actually piece together and work out which would make sense to you. And then you will intuitively, I think, find out what makes the most sense or what you desire more. However, listen to the next point, because that's important. So you need to have a think about, here's all the options. This is what I'm suggesting. This is what I'm wondering. This, And then pick something that you think is a good idea. Like pick something that you're like, actually, I think this is the one that I'd like to do. Then think about, you need other opinions, in my opinion. So consult an expert 
for example, have a strategy intensive with me and be like, right, this is what we're going to do. Here's the options. What do you think? And I can come in and advise and consult and give you an opinion that is, you know, objective and is outside of your day-to-day business. I'd also suggest you get another opinion of someone close to you who you trust. I don't know, maybe a board member, maybe um, a team member. If there's a close person that you want, you don't want like 10 million opinions. So don't have any more than three. Like you'd have your opinion, an expert opinion, and then maybe someone else. And obviously, like, this is just what I'm suggesting. You can just go with your own opinion and decide that and move forward. That's great. You know, do whatever you want. But I would say I wouldn't get more than three. But I think three opinions can be interesting and nice to hear what other people have to say. And I like doing this in the business because I find that it really is helpful to hear the incredible things that team members come up with or people close to me say that I haven't actually thought about or that hasn't really crossed my mind or hasn't because it's not me I can't see it from that perspective and so it's really nice to have some relevance to that the next thing would be to think about what is your long-term solution and then what is a band-aid approach and you can have two right so when we talked about before about considering your next three years and considering about longer term what I'm suggesting to you is that if that one solution isn't going to work across the board what can be Two, what can be the long-term solution, which I would argue is like the main thing, is the main sort of North Star that you're looking at. But then what is the band-aid? What is that little piece that actually will help to right now make things feel better or right now get cash flow moving or right now allow for things to really sit and embed into solving the issue that you've got, the problem, the symptoms as well. And that can be two things. Ideally, they want to be interlinked and it wants to kind of flow, which is, again, if you come and work with me, something I can help you with and say, right, well, this is your short term. This is your long term. This is how you're going to get there. This is what the execution looks like. Um, But understanding that those can be two separate things is really important. When it comes to what to change and what not to change, if you've got something that's generating you lots of revenue, and profit I'd be conscious about just scrapping it try and tweak it first some people are like this makes me 100 grand a year in revenue and I'm just gonna pull out my business and I'm like right okay that's fine you can do but why and often you'll see this play out some of you will see this play out on social media where people will say this and then five months six months sometimes even like six weeks later they're then like oh ta-da this is back this is happening you're like yeah that didn't go very far did it And it's because you can sit and objectively see it and you're like, yep, I can see where they're at. Like, and I'm not trying to shame that. That's fine. People can do what they want. It's their own business. I'm just saying that that in itself is inherently the reason why you need to be careful about what you're doing. Because for me, I look at that and think, oh, it's a bit strange. Like, why? They're saying their X, Y and Z thing, but then they're immediately doing that. And I think you've got to really understand, like, you can change and pivot and do whatever you want to do at any time. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. But it does from your consumer's perspective if you're not set on it. Like you have kind of got to be committed in some regards about which direction you're going. Otherwise, you are going to be confusing your audience potentially, which is why I suggest making small tweaks, tiny things that a lot of people will not even have a clue that you've been doing. 
And then when you feel comfortable and you understand and you realise, yes, that is right and I am going after the right thing, then that makes everything easier and much more safer, I'd argue, to then implement and kind of continue with. The other thing of what not to change, I personally would make that your marketing is the last thing to change. And what I mean by that is once you've decided what you're doing, get everything else set up and like moving and then announce it. The only time that I would say don't do that is if it makes sense for you to drip feed that to your audience. So like say, okay, the business is going through a change, this is happening and like take them on the journey. The behind the scenes is fine, that's good. What I'm saying is, is don't just like tomorrow remove all of the like links from your website that allows people to purchase something because you're like, oh, well, we're moving on from that because that probably isn't going to help you. So you're probably better off leaving things up, gently telling people that there's a change coming or there's this happening or you're working on this because essentially that's going to help you line people up for the next thing that you're going to be selling and promoting and for them to buy. But you still keep some kind of normality going and keeps your brand message and your brand voice sorted because inevitably, if you are tweaking and refreshing, you're not necessarily pivoting. And so your brand message and your story and why you're there and what you stand for likely is not going to change a huge amount. If it is, that's fine, but that's pivoting and that's a different conversation. And so actually you can keep going because some people say to me, well, what do we post? Like what we're going to talk about? Because we're in this period of transition. I'm like, you talk about, you get your brand value really strong and you really get people to understand why they're going to invest into you as a business and what they like about that and what they resonate with and what makes them want to explore that further that's where that kind of value can lie the other thing to what I would change is stuff that you hate doing anything you hate doing that you can't outsource you can't delegate and you it's draining your energy fine change it get some different strategy going like let's move on um also what not to do is don't, if you're going to make a decision that's really going to impact a lot of team members, you need to be really mindful of that. I've seen that go really wrong before where people are just hell for leather thinking about themselves and haven't thought about their team. They haven't thought about their leadership responsibility. They haven't thought about what that means for other people. And therefore that becomes very tricky. So just take some time and be really mindful with that. Moving on to adding new offers into your business. I've got four points on this because this is a whole episode in itself. Um, Four points that I want to talk to you because for a lot of you that the conclusion from this episode is going to be right. Yes, I want to refresh and actually the refresh means I'm going to add in a new offer. So here's something to think about. I need you to know why. Why are you adding that offer in? Why? What about it? What about it's good? What's different from what you've already got? Why should I care? Why are people going to buy it? Why is it better than what's already in place? Why do we need it? Why is it going to benefit the business? How is it going to benefit the business? I just need you to go through a process of why, 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 why. And you need to ask yourself continuously after every answer that you give to the why question, I then need another why. Because you need to fully understand what is the point of it. Because many, many people launch new offers when they feel like they need a business remodel, a business model refresh and it's the complete wrong offer, or it's the complete wrong addition, or they miss the mark on it. 
And if they spend time actually understanding why they're doing it, that can be massively somewhat avoided. So really think about why, 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 why? Next thing, how is it going to sell? What are you going to sell? How are you selling it? How are you actually going to sell this thing? Because if you're creating a new offer, it's going to require a lot more promotion and um, talking about than an existing offer of yours is. Most people pivot, tweak, sort of change things and then don't sell anything. They wonder why. It's because they've put all their energy into pivoting, into changing, into creation. And then what they realise is they're burned out and they're knackered and they can't be bothered to do the rest of it. Meanwhile, most of their audience and customers don't have a clue what's going on and haven't been communicated with what's happening. So what are you going to sell? What are you excited to sell? And how are you going to sell it? You need to know that from the off. Really important. This is why I was talking about before about getting expert support and advice. This is why. Because one of the biggest things I will help people with is them understanding, right, well, how are they going to roll that out? So one, so that it doesn't shock their audience. Two, to incorporate change management into it, both internally and externally. And three, to make sure that actually this is profitable and will generate money from the off. And if it's not possible to generate money from the off, how long are they going to have to be without money in order for it to then generate money? That's really important. Third thing, who is it serving? Your new offer. Who's it serving? Who's it for? Now, what I mean by that is, yes, your ideal client, but I'm also talking about, is this for you? Is this an offer you've built in your business for you to benefit you? Or is it for your clients? And the reason I say that is because offers in your business can serve both you and clients. I mean, inherently they do, right? Because the client's buying something, you're serving them. But what I mean is, think deeper, like peel back the layers here, <laughs> like really dive into this. I have different offers in my business. Certain ones are designed and are meant more and benefit the client more than they do me. And others benefit me more. I wouldn't say than they do the client, but they're positioned purposely to benefit me and the business. And one, I want to give you permission that that's totally okay. And two, I want to encourage you to identify and be able to learn how to identify what that is. Now, that's not necessarily that simple. It's a piece of work that I help people with and it's a journey. But you have to understand this new offer. Who is it serving in terms of the ideal client? But then deeper than that, is this a you offer or is this them offer? Good way to help you with this is that when we talked before about operational efficiency stuff, your new offer might be to override that. So it might be that actually you want something that's really passive, that you don't have to have lots of issues in terms of delivering something, and it can be very efficient. That might be created purely on the basis of that is going to help us in the business. And it might also bring in the profitability issue because actually the profit might be really high. And so that is then a you offer. Yes, you're helping other people. Yes, the purpose is to make impact, but it might be really beneficial for the business. Whereas it might be that you're creating something for the customer and it's more customer driven because that's where you've got a gap in the business. And that's where from your service offerings perspective, there is room for you to grow and yes there's still profit involved but it's massively customer first driven now this is something that people really don't talk about and it is an advanced 
you know, it's an advanced way of looking and it is an advanced way of when I design offers for people, when we help work out what's the right thing to do, like that can, it's something that comes up. But I'm encouraging you, I'm pushing you to think about that. Go through and audit your offers and think, yeah, where does that make sense? Like, where is that true and where is that not true? Next up, the final piece on this is, is your new offer a long-term solution? You're probably sick of me saying this, but some people launch a new offer because they think it's going to solve my problem (laughs) and they only want to sell it once. They're going to sell it once and then they're going to move on to the next thing and they're going to move on to the next thing and they're going to move on to the next thing because, you know, new things and newness is fun. It's fun, it's exciting, it's much more better than, you know, all the rest of the other things that you could be doing. Have a real conversation with yourself about that. Is it a long-term solution or is it a distraction? Are you purposely distracting yourself from actually doing the deep structural core work that you need to do to work out the core of your business model because for some of you it isn't a does your business model need a refresh it's I don't understand what the fuck my business model is and I need to actually clarify that and if that's the case that's okay don't feel bad most people are at that point at some point on their journey and you can be very successful and be in that point and think god this is really not good don't panic, don't stress, it's okay, but I can help you. And I can help you make this an easier option and make this seamless and make it feel so much lighter and work for you in your parameters, in the team's parameters, in your vision, in the impact you wanna make, in the profitability you want. Like that can all be designed for you. That's what I do as a sort of strategy consultant who builds and creates and helps people have something that is bespoke to them that feels so expansive and so beautiful and you then can execute from a place of this feels really good so if that's you and you're like I need to do this work you've got a few options you could continue you know listen to this podcast again keep going with that but in terms of working together with me you could do an intensive which we've spoken about which was cool um You've also got Ms. Accelerator, which we do this work together. It's not on a one-to-one basis, although you get one-to-one time every week on our calls and um, in Slack. That can be a great option for you, which opens for enrollment in November for a January 2024 start. The waitlist is below, so click on the link to join the waitlist. Or for some of you, this is a big task and you need to come and do one-on-one consulting with me, which is a six-month amazing container that is £15,000 at the time of recording this in August of 2023. Um, The price may change, so sorry if it has by the time you're listening to this. That information will also be linked below. That is on a wait list um, with, there is some space opening in January of 2024 and you can come and we really sit and hash this out and you get me as a strategic advisor in your business um, I sit as your leadership coach. I also sit as a real objective, um, sometimes difficult, you might argue, non-exec director unofficially, but I'm talking about technically the role that I can play in your business to push the 
constraints that you operate within, right? To really push you. If you want to be the best at what you do, if you want a business that you're really bloody proud of and you know that it's time to get to that next point, one-on-one consultants probably a great place for you. And we can sit and do this work. Like the stuff we've just spoke about today, the first thing we will do is look at your business model and look and audit it and see like, where do we need to make changes? And that can be done virtually. And there's also an in-person element where you get... um kind of like a four hour half day with me which is super exciting and we can meet in person and have lots of wine and enjoy ourselves as well after we've done some good work um you see me twice a month on a call with that one you get direct Voxer one-on-one access to me you get um 45 minutes a month of my done for you time which is the only container that you can like actually have that solid level of guaranteed um done for you stuff like there is a lot of elements of how that container works but needless to say there's ways to support you um and that ranges from two thousand pounds up to fifteen thousand pounds plus to find a solution based on this topic to help you um but it's a really important one and i hope you found this episode helpful and useful if you aren't a regular listener to the artist business podcast i really encourage you to subscribe to add this into your mix of your weekly podcast listens there are many amazing episodes that have come before this one that is likely to really ignite your mind and to really kind of move you forward in your thought process with the topic today um but if not and you choose to tune in next week great i will see you then speak soon and for anyone who's been an og and has listened from the start Thank you. I see you. Come and let me know over on Instagram your thoughts or anything that's popped up. It's may.james underscore. Um, And I will speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind-the-scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode, and I look forward to seeing you next time.